Conjunction with deep experience revival level introduced to you God's word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, particular solo friends. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. Now we started by making these things known to all that the wisdom that we're talking about is revealed. The wisdom of God is revealed. It's a revelation. And Jesus began to speak to us from that Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verses 21, 23, and 24. Then Luke 11, 27, then 28. We look at these scriptures. Then we get down to Matthew 7, where God began to speak to us, making us to understand that it is not for everybody. The wisdom we are talking about that is Christ Jesus is not for everybody. We said force is not motivational speaking wisdom on how to be a business magnet without life. It is not the wisdom of the world that comes to naught whereby they can speak Prince English. They are doing exploit in their various field of endeavors but they don't have the life of Christ. And that's why in the course of our teaching, we began first saying that the life of Christ is the wisdom. We started with one being born again, receiving the very kind of life of Christ that can overcome the world. The life of Christ that can overcome the world. When a man has not received that life of Christ that can overcome the world, overcome sin, that can overcome Satan, that influences people to do whatever he wishes, that can overcome the life of the flesh that makes us to remain perpetually slaves to sin and to Satan. That is no wisdom. You have wisdom you gathered from school, the wisdom you got from biology, English, chemistry, and the rest of them. You come out to become an engineer, you have the wisdom to make money and rest of them. But this wisdom in its totality, Abra Paul said, they are the wisdom of the world that comes to naught. They might benefit you while you are here on earth because they might help you to build a good house. You have pleasures of the world. But at the end of the day, the scripture will be fulfilled in your life where Christ said, what shall it profit a man when he gains the whole world and loses his soul? That comes back to the man being a fool. Like Jesus showed us the example of the rich fool who had everything that is good here on earth, but he didn't have a place with God in heaven. So God started teaching us about the wisdom that is from God, the wisdom that is from above. That's the wisdom that Christ lived by. That's why you see Jesus say to the disciples of John, when they came to meet him, they say, ah, the son of man does not have any place where he lay his head. But for this son of man, is very worthy. But he made himself poor in order for others to become rich in every 
ramification of life. Are we saying amen? Now we're looking at that Jesus that God presented to us as the approved wisdom so that we will not gather the wisdom of the world thinking that we are wise while we are foolish. That's why Jesus began to teach us. He said, he that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them is the man that you can say he is wise. Not he that gathered money and married many wives. You have too much money. If you are not in Christ, you won't know when you marry other wives. You have concubines. You have one at Abuja, one in Lagos. Anywhere you go to work, in Jamaica, you have one. In everywhere. Russia, you have one. So you don't need to import anyone. Once you go there, they will come and service you. That is the wisdom of the world that comes about. But them call it smartness. Now look at that Luke chapter 10 verse 21. Luke 10, 21, then 23, 24. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. He was referring to the wise of the world and the prudent of the world. Those that call themselves wise in this world and those that say they are prudent in this world. Christ was referring to them he said, Father, you've hidden these things from them, from the wise of this world, from the prudent of this world, and had revealed them unto birds, even so, Father. For so it seemed good in thy sight. But unfortunately, the people that these things were revealed to, they are not rejoicing. They still envy those ones that Jesus said they have hidden it from. Unfortunately, these people are not rejoicing, saying these are hidden secrets over the years, over centuries, over decades, that God began to reveal to us now. He said these are children. We are children of God. That God in mercy started revealing this great secret that is called Jesus. He's the wisdom of God also personified. Now, God said to us, Look at this wisdom called Christ. It is only revealed. It's only revealed to us. He said, I bless God. Who has revealed this thing to babes? Who has revealed it to us as it seems good to him? Look at 23. And he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Bless. At the eyes we see the things that we see. Look at 24. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Somebody think he was referring to the people of old, even today. Many of the kings of the world want to hear, but they have not heard. Many of the kings of the world, many of the rulers of the world, want to see Jesus, but they have not seen him. Because Jesus cannot be picked on the street. Jesus can only be revealed to people. Jesus cannot be picked in the church because people gather. Jesus can only be revealed. Somebody can stay in church 20 years without seeing Jesus, without knowing Jesus. I can testify to that. I've been in church, a pastor, preaching the gospel, 
But Jesus, when he came to me face to face, Jesus said, you don't know me. I said, I don't know you. You that I'm preaching. So it was through that revelation that I came to touch Jesus. I now saw Jesus. I said, ah. Is somebody understand what I'm saying here? When you know Jesus, Jesus will teach you how to be smart also in the kingdom. Jesus gives you wisdom not to come to church. Uh -uh. Jesus might even make you not to come to church for two years, but to be somewhere doing exploit. Doing exploit for the kingdom. Turning many to Christ. Changing lives. Changing lives. By reason of the training that he has given to you, many of us have overstayed in the church. Many of us have overstayed in the church. We have overstayed in the church. Yet the world that God wants us to win for him, they are still decaying and covered still in darkness. Are we saying amen? Please, are you still with me here? Now, why are we studying Christ? We are learning Christ as the wisdom of God so that what we call wisdom will not turn to foolishness at the end of the day. What do we call wisdom? We go to church. What do we call wisdom? We clean cobwebs. We do so many things. We stay in one group or the other and the rest of them telling stories. But we can't compete with the world as in using the wisdom of Christ to overcome their foolishness that they call wisdom. Using the wisdom of Christ to overcome their foolishness that they call wisdom. That is not actually wisdom. And we can't even prove that wisdom of Christ. Now, what brought us to that Matthew 7, verse 24, is Luke chapter 11, verses 27 to 28. When the woman was talking and said, Ah, the wisdom that this young man is saying is really high, strong, wonderful. Blessed be God. For the breast that fed this child, for the woman that gave this child breast to suck. Ha! And Jesus quickly answered her and said, No, you'll be a foolish person if you settle on the breast that fed me. It's not breast milk that made it to work. In verses 28, but he said, Rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and do what? Jesus showed her, this is where my wisdom came from. That I'm wise today was because everything my father said, they are the things I do. The way my father judge things are the way I judge things. The way my father see things are the way I see things. The way my father behaves is the way I'm behaving, that is all. That's why I'm wise. It's not the breast I suck. <laughs> Don't go there, please. Why I'm wise is because I settle only with what my father said. I don't go to church and hear the word of my father and apply another thing. I know that will amount to foolishness. I don't go to church for the sake of going to belong to one service arm or the other or to even go to priest people when I have not actually settled with my own self that I must do what my father said. I must do what my father said. If I can't do what my father said, I know I will end up a foolish person. Look at how foolish Jesus would have ended. 
there's no glory that would have attached to his life if Jesus had not followed exactly what the father said to the extent of him laying down his life and dying on the cross. The glory wouldn't have come. The mockery would have increased so much. They would have said, yes, we said it. That this person is a nuisance. And that's how they are concluded that many children of God, they are nuisance. Why? Because we have not strictly followed everything that Jesus said to us. Everything that Jesus said to us. Look at that Matthew 7. Matthew 7 verse 24. That's what brought us there. Jesus began to say to his disciples and say, Hey, do you want to be wise? This is the way to be wise. He said, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. I didn't just halfway. I said, hey, I forgot something. Let me tell them something. <laughs> the word I spoke to you is not after I have said go, I have released you. Then I call you back, come on, I forgot something. Let me add that one. Eh, eh. That's what Jesus was telling us here. It's not incidental addition to your life. It's not incidental addition to your life. It's not a word that I didn't thought over. Jesus knew the importance of his word from the beginning of the life of any man. From the beginning of the life of any man. That's why I said it's not incidental word. It's not incidental additions to our lives. He said, or homeowner improvements to your standard of living. So the word of God, he said, he did just give it to you to improve the way you are living your life. It's not to improve your way of life. Maybe you used to take five bottles of beer. So when you go to church, after you had the gospel, hey, you put your hand on your heart like this as you're coming back. You tell your wife, I had the gospel today. Oh. Hey. This man of God, he really touched my heart. As this man was speaking, I was crying. I was crying. I was crying. In fact, inside that church, I determined I will be taking only one bottle. Only one bottle. Four. Go. Four. Go. Four is too much. Five is too much. I decided that day it's only one bottle. Hey. I have to confess to my wife. I have four girlfriends. After I had the gospel, I have checked all of them. I, there's one that is very, very humble. It's just like Jesus. I have asked that three to go. I'll keep that one and my wife. When the man of God finished talking today, hey, the way this man spoke, I have finished the morning, but I decided to return small to him. I'll be taking small, small from now. I used to take hundred, hundred thousand. But I'll be taking just for 5,000. This God will understand. That is improvement. He said, God's word did not come to improve us. You know, for us, we call it improvement. We have improved. And if you see what is happening to church today, it seems that God's word comes to improve them. It comes to improve. But God's word is not meant to improve anybody's life. Jesus wanted them to understand, hey, this word of mine, do you want to be wise? Do you want to be wise? Hmm. Listen, 
until you make this world a foundational world. Until you make this world a foundational world, when Jesus was saying that, look at what he meant. He said, it's not that homeowner improvement to your standard of living. They are foundational works. Works to build a life on. Works to build a life on. What does that mean? It simply means, do you want to live by my word? If you say yes, you know what Jesus said? Let us destroy everything you build. Because it's a foundational word. We have to lay a fresh foundation. We will destroy everything you have been building. Everything you have built in this life before you met me must be destroyed. If you don't want to be a fool. It must be destroyed. It must come down. Everything you have been building before you met Christ, it must be destroyed. It must come down. They will scrape it out. Clear up the false foundation. Because whatever you are building before you met Christ was built on a faulty foundation. Was built on a faulty foundation. That's what Jesus was teaching them here. So we have to pack all of them out. Then we start laying a foundation that is from my world. Everything you build must be from my world. It must be from my world. It must be from my world. If you are laying stone, if you are putting rod, if you are doing anything, put water, everything from the scratch must be from my world. Now he began to show them the reason. He said, if you walk these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter. Now, the smartness we are talking about, do you want to be smart? Built by his word alone. The word cannot outsmart us if we can accept the way he wanted to be. Many of us met Christ and we thought that God's word is an homeowner improvement. Many of us met Christ. We thought that God's word that came to us is an incidental addition. So let's just collect it and add to the way we have been living. Let's be managing our life like that and be going. Because when I gave my life to Christ, I was 30 years. So, so many things has happened. So many wrongs. We don't know how to start patching it. We don't know how to start correcting it. But what do we do? Let's start from where we met him. Do you know this is where many of us are not getting it right? This is where the foundation started collapsing. If we go to so many churches, so many things have been masked. They will say Jesus can understand, they can understand. He's not understanding anything. Jesus is not understanding anything. The only thing he's understanding is that you see his word and you discover that this word he has confronted you this world is not an homeowner improvement. It didn't come to me to improve my way of living. It did not come to me as an accidental addition to my life. It is a foundational word. A foundational word. That if myself ever want that house I'm building, or whatever I'm building, whether it's a career, whether marriage, whether my children, Whatever I'm building, if I don't want the wind and the storm of life to carry it, it must have its foundation on this word of Christ. So, I must return back again and say, Jesus, 
break everything, lay the foundation afresh. Listen, I'm teaching you where wisdom begins. Look at Christ speaking to them and say, see, it's not a little matter. It's a very serious matter. He said, the word I'm speaking to you, don't ever think it's incidental addition. No. If you think it's incidental addition, it will not benefit you. If you think it's an homeowner improvement to improve the way you live, it will not benefit you. But this, my world, the only people it can benefit is those who have received it as foundational words. They have surrendered to me and said, Lord, break everything we have been building before we came to you. The relationship we built before we came to you did not favor us. Break it. We have been fornicating before we land. And we want to use Wayo and from there enter into marriage. We never broke that one. Now look at the next thing again that Jesus said. He said, if you walk this wet into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. Listen, this thing is not song. I am standing on the rock. I walk rock in on here. If you don't understand what I'm saying. Many people are standing on sand. And they are singing. I am standing on the rock. Jesus will say stand. They will say stand where? Jesus will go. I want to go here. Jesus said, which rock are you standing on? Am I not the rock? Did you not hear what I said? That he that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? Look at 25. He said, rain poured down. The river flooded. A tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. Nothing moved the house. It was fixed to the rock. It was fixed to the rock. It was fixed to the rock. 26. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't walk them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. All the people that every morning you just open the Bible, Psalm 24, verses 44, and they won't see you do it. You're a foolish person. That is what Jesus said. That person is foolish. The person is foolish. He said that stupid carpenter built his house where? On a sandy beach. On a sandy beach. And what happened? Look at what happened to a house that is built on a sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Like a house of cards. Now look at what they did when Jesus finished speaking in 28. What did they do? When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never had teaching like this. That is not even the matter. The crowd will always clap for Jesus. But those who are not among the crowd, they don't talk. They will hold their heart and say, Lord, ah, I am the one. I have not been doing what you said. They don't need to clap. The crowd will always clap. Wonderful. Wonderful exposition. Wonderful address. <laughs> I have seen many of them. Oka carry word. 
a carry word, a carry word. Ask me, are they doing it? Are they doing it? Is somebody here with me? Please, do you understand what we are discussing here? It is important we understand this. So. You cannot claim you are wise when you have not understood what made Christ wise and what Christ said that will make us wise. What made Christ wise? In John. John 8.26 John 5 verses 30 to 34 John 8.26 Jesus said, Hey, this is how I became wise. I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. So what does Jesus speak? Only what he heard of his father. He doesn't speak another thing. Jesus knew that if you begin to speak another thing, he become foolish. Only what he hear the father say, that's what he says. Verse 7, they understood not that he speak to them of his father. 28, then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted of the son of man, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my father had taught me, I speak this things. So who taught him what he's speaking? If he speak his own, who will he be? Stupid man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus teaches us how he lived his life that made people to marvel about him. Verse 29, and he that sent me is with me. The father had not left me alone for I do always those things that please how long does he do those things that please God? Always. Always. Verses 30. As he speak these words, many believe on him. 31. Then said Jesus unto those Jews which believe on him, if ye continue in my words, then are ye my disciples indeed. Jesus was teaching them, if you do the way I did, you are my disciple. But if you don't do it that way, I don't want to identify with a foolish person. Jesus said, the only way to know a child of God is by wisdom. Luke chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. Look at the wisdom of the just. And many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord their God. Verse 17. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. God has a wisdom for the just. The revelation of Jesus is where the wisdom begins. For the just, there is a wisdom they ought to operate by. And what is the wisdom? Just to summarize it, Jesus is all the wisdom. If you can study Jesus, his word, line by line, and align your life to it, speaking the way he spoke, every condition of life, every consign of life, every situation of life, if you study the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus covered all of them. If you think I'm telling you like, pick your beak and paper. If it is business, Jesus will tell you why the business is not going up. And what you ought to do for the business to go up. If you say I'm lying to you, start studying today. 
if it is academics, Jesus will show you. Whatever you are looking for in this life, Jesus will show you there. He covered all of them. If you want to study more, continue and read the Acts of Apostles. Read the Acts of Apostles. They will testify of Christ to you. To affirm that everything Jesus told is true. That if you do it, it will come to pass. That is where our failure starts. None of us want to sit with these holy scriptures. To study it back and back. What are you looking for? One day inside that my office, as I started studying, the Holy Ghost came into that small room and told me, there is nothing again you are to look for in this Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Start looking for one man. The name of that man is Jesus. Every prophet of old and the present, they talked about Christ. There's nothing again they were talking about. There's no other person they were talking about. They were talking about Jesus. So it's the revelation of Christ that makes us wise. That's why Jesus said, Oh Father, ah, I thank you, God of heaven and earth, for revealing these things to children and making these big men that think they are big foolish people. They are foolish people. It's because you don't know. That is why you are falling down for them, calling them big man. They are not. They are not though. It's you that don't know. They are not. But you and me, there is content in us that we are carrying that is Jesus. That if we stay with his word and allow his word to get into us and we are doing everything he says, judging the way he judged, speaking his word, the word the same way they came to Christ and said, what manner of man is this? That's the way they will come to you and say, what manner of man is this? Are you here with me? Look at Luke as I begin to close. Luke chapter 2 verse 40 to 47 then 52. And the child grew and was strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Verse 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. Luke 44. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day journey. And they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. 46. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Look at 47. And all that had him were astonished at his understanding and answers. You know, the wisdom he was working with was higher than what they were. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. The mind that Jesus was rubbing his mind with, eh? higher than their minds. Higher than their minds put together. Jesus stays with his father. 247. Communicating with him. What the father says is what he does. What the father tells him. That's how he judges you. So when he met all of them. I can imagine Jesus sizing all of them. Sizing all of them. Based on what the father has taught him. 
that he was carrying up and down. He was carrying up and down. He would go back and tell him, Father, you know I meet doctors today. I met a lot of people. When I asked them questions, they are confused. The father would say, don't worry, my son. You are the wisdom and the power of God. Do you know that is how God wants you to be behaving to the people of the world? If you can go to Christ and begin to rub mind with Christ, the way he was rubbing mind with his father, your mind will become the mind of Christ. The Bible said we have the mind of Christ. It is true. God said you have the mind of Christ. Yes, at new birth, you have the mind of Christ, but that mind can be beclouded by so many thoughts, your own thoughts, because you have refused to settle down to meditate only on the word of Christ so that you can speak like Christ. You can react like Christ. You can behave like Christ. You can act like Christ. You can believe like Christ. That is when the mind of Christ will begin to work. The mind of Christ will not work when you are occupied with all your needs. When you are not occupied with his world, there is no need that troubles Christ. You saw Jesus, then met him and said, Lord, look at food. He said, my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. While this day, while this day, but what is occupying you? What there is need around us? We are shaking like leaves. We are shaking like leaves. It's not for Jesus. It's not for Christ. Can somebody still say amen here? Look at 52 of that scripture. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. You know, the problem we have is that we thought that if we give enough attention, I'm not talking about jingoism. You know, that's what they call jingoism. What I'm saying is to sit down with the word of Christ. Eating the word of Christ. It enters your eye, your nose, every part of you. If you come out like this, your eye is shining red. If they touch you, it's the word of Christ you release. If they touch you, it's the word of Christ you release. That is what makes a wonder of a Christian. That's what made the wonder of Christ. Do we know how? Because we saw it in Jesus. That's how he became a wonder. He sat with the word of his father. Two, four, seven. Father, what are you saying? They want to stone the woman. He bent down. Father, what are you saying? The father said, ask them, all of them. Any one of them who has not committed the kind of crime that this woman called, let him be the first person that stoned the woman. Jesus got up immediately and said, hey. <laughs> and immediately asked them. All of them went back. They started dropping the stone, small swan. They started dropping the stone. All of them dropped the stone. The Bible said when he finished, what did he do? He bent down again. He started writing. By the time he's getting up, all of them had disappeared. He asked the woman, he said, where are those people who are accusing you? The man said, Lord, they have all disappeared. He said, even me, I'm not accusing you. Go and see no more. Are we saying amen? If we understand it, it makes a world of difference. We kill both in favor with men, in favor with God, in favor with men, in favor with God. So we must understand this and understand it well. I finish. Look at Mark 15.30. Mark 15.30.
We'll read through to 39. That's where we'll finish. Save thyself and come down from the cross. That is the climax of Jesus' wisdom. Save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests, mocking, said among themselves with the scribes, he saved others. Himself, he cannot save it. Listen, the same way they will say it to you. The same way they will say it to you. You go to church every day, carrying Bible up and down everywhere. Nothing will they see you. They were saying it to me when I was carrying Bible up and down everywhere in Enugu. But I heard Jesus say to me, any day you stop, that's the way you will not see the glory. So I kept pressing. That was the case of Christ. Christ on the cross, but the cross is the highest wisdom of God. Where he needed to show his humility as God. God said you have to die. But it's the highest wisdom. And they were mocking. They were mocking. And look at that too. Let Christ, the king of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reveled him. They reveled him. They were mocking. But Jesus was not stupid. Do you know why he didn't talk to them? And do you know why he used to talk? Let me tell you. Why he didn't talk to them was that he knew I am still in line. It is still the wisdom of God I'm operating. He knew quite well that something is going to hit very soon. So upon that cross, it's true there were knees everywhere. It's true there were pains. But there is another joy inside him. He said very soon it will happen. <laughs> they will know indeed he is the son of God indeed. What of a child of God who is walking on the path of foolishness? He's not obeying God's word. He's not doing what Christ commands. And he's still living in hope against hope. Won't the mockery remain forever? That kind of mockery will be forever. It will be forever. Because we are not coming out the other side. But look at Christ. Look at Jesus. Who obeyed his father. He never lived outside what the father commanded. So he was sure I am on the path of glory. Very soon the curtain will tore into two. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very soon the curtain will be torn. The same mouth will say he is the son of God indeed. Will the same mouth speak good of us? If you are speaking against me now, I am not bothered. All I'm begging is, Lord, help me to remain on the right path. Let me not be on the path of foolishness that at the end of the day, what they said will become a reality. Let it be that whatever you command is what I'm doing. I'm not speaking useless words. I am not engaging in useless things. I am following Jesus step by step. Not Jesus plus anything. But Jesus and Jesus alone. And what did the Bible say again? And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Elohim, Elohim, Lama Sabbatani, which is being interpreted, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Look at verse 35. And some of them that stood by, when they heard it, said, behold, he called it Elijah, mad people. 
that's how it will always be when the wisdom of God is displaying. They won't know. They won't understand where you are coming from, where you are going to. They will not understand. They can't fathom it. For them at that moment, they don't understand what was happening. It beat their imagination. I tell you, when we walk with the wisdom of Christ, that the world cannot understand, it will beat their imagination. What will happen when it begins to happen? Even they will say, huh? We didn't know that that's what this man is doing. Jesus. That was the grace of Christ. And what the Bible said there, and one ran and filled the sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, let alone, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. 37. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost and the wonder started. He has fulfilled the last demand of God upon his life. What was the last demand? You will die. When you die, that is when you get to glory. When you die, you will save them. Then you get to glory. And the glory started. The glory of Christ started immediately. And look at the lesson. What happened? In 37, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain. From the top to the bottom. Shout hallelujah. The whole heaven get into joy immediately. The angels were dancing. Hosanna, Hosanna, it has happened. The whole thing torn into pieces. People can go back to their God. Do you know at that point they don't understand still? <laughs> they don't even know why they cut and torn. They are just looking, hey, cut and torn. Hey, what is happening here? <laughs> so shall the world be mumu. They will be fooled when God begins to do great things in your life in the name of Jesus. By the wisdom of Christ. By the wisdom of Christ. The personality of Christ. That is the wisdom of God. By the person of Christ. That is the wisdom of God. We will follow him step by step. Not following motivational speakers. Not people who are trying to psych you up. And tell you 24 steps of business strategy. It's not Christ. So life is not there. Come to Jesus. That's where life is. There is nothing that is outside Jesus. Everything you have need of is in Christ. In 39. And when the centurion. We stood over against him. So that he so cried loud. And gave up the ghost. He said truly. This man is indeed the son of God. May people say that of you. In the name of Jesus. I say may they turn one day. And look at you and say you a wonder. May they turn one day and say to you, you a wonder. We are looking at you since we thought you were a foolish person. But now we discover you are the wisest person. At this point, no one will ever doubt that Jesus was wiser than them. All of them. They have to confess. If the world will not confess that indeed you are a child of God, something is wrong. You must check. Whom did you follow his world? Do you follow the motivational speakers? Do you follow people that use title and be teaching what is not Christ? That is the wisdom and the power of God. If it's Christ you are followed, he knows the way to glory. The same way he got his own glory, he will hold your hand and carry you through and bring you to glory. In the name of Jesus, can you rise on your feet as we begin to talk to God? Begin to talk to God. Allah pranada bush. 
You're going to talk to your father. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to your God. Tell God, I just want to be like Jesus. I just want to be like Jesus. It's enough. Itika Jesus. Itika Jesus. Hare Rambu. Kamo Dikaya. Were sitting and were when a booby. Hare Rambu. Hare Rambu. you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Sul E23, C2C Plaza, Bukiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total, WhatsApp number 090 Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Changing me.